Hello and welcome to the podcast, What Am I Doing With My Life? With me, your host, Alyssa Desai. I'm launching straight into this episode today because today is a bonus episode and I am going to be talking about my journey and how I got to where I am today. And I just can't tell you how excited I am to be finally sharing this podcast. I had this idea last year, so 2022, and um, I sat on it for a while, you know, a few doubts crept in and then I was just like, I know I'll regret if I don't do this. And it has been so amazing having conversations with incredible women about their journey and how they got to where they are today. And my aim with this podcast is just to normalize not having it all figured out and just normalizing the ups and downs of life. So I really hope when you listen to my journey or any of the other guests' journeys, you just feel like there's points that you resonate with and it gives you a little bit of motivation or it just reminds you to keep going or that you're not alone. And if you feel any of that, it makes me so happy. And I just want to say a huge thank you, because if you're here listening to me, then you're listening to the podcast, which is the biggest joy for me. So thank you so, so, so much. I would love it. And it would mean so much to me if you could rate, review and subscribe. Thank you so much. It honestly means the world to me. And I will stop saying thank you now. But yeah, I'm just I'm just over the moon to have this out there. So my journey. How did I get to this point? So a little bit of background on me is I'm a mindset coach and a hypnotherapist and I've worked for myself now for just over a year. So I left my full-time job in April. My last day was the 1st of April 2022, but it has been a journey. And the title of this podcast is What Am I Doing With My Life? And as soon as I had the idea, I knew it had to be called that because the amount of times I have sat and said to myself or said to the other people, what am I doing with my life? Um, So to take it all back to, you know, where it began, I guess. In school, I never really had an idea. And it's really been interesting to me to hear about other people. And some people kind of had this feeling straight away or they got introduced to something and they were like, oh, that's it for me. For me, I just had no idea. I went through school. I did fine. But I just, I never found something that I loved. And, you know, in my mind back then, it felt like everyone else had it figured out but me. And everyone else had found something that was like a passion or something that they loved but me. And I can really see now that once I kind of got that belief in my head, my my mind was obviously trying to prove myself right. So probably not realizing that there was also so many other people who had no idea what they were doing. But that's how I felt. And when I had the decision of whether to go to uni or not, it kind of just felt like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. So at least if I go to uni, then I can just put off figuring it out for a little bit longer. And I remember opening up the prospectus and I flicked through and I came across a PR and marketing degree. And I sort of read a little bit about the role and I thought, yeah, maybe that's something I'd like to do. I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I just sort of thought, I've got to pick something. So I'm just going to pick this. Pretty much straight away into uni, I realized that it wasn't what I wanted to do. I can't even remember exactly what it was, but it was almost a bit of a gut instinct that this just wasn't me. This wasn't right for me. And, you know, I spent time thinking, should I change my degree and should I do something else? And 
I really wanted to do psychology, but I'd got a C at um, A level in psychology. So I just had it in my head that I wasn't going to succeed at psychology. So that was kind of out the picture. And then I, you know, all the kind of doubt, doubt and confusion about, do I restart uni and what do I do? And it just felt really challenging. Went to what's, what felt easiest, what felt, felt most comfortable, even though it was didn't feel right. And that was just sticking with my degree. Basically, my whole uni was just me going out and having fun and not taking the actual academic part that seriously. But one of the really good things about my degree is that they pushed you to get lots of work experience. And at the time, I absolutely hated it, I'll be honest. But I look back now and I know from all of those experiences, I've really grown as a person. And I tell you what, you know, some of those marketing and PR internships I did, I just felt so like out of my depth. I felt I really lacked in confidence. And I don't know whether lots of people feel like this in internships. I'm sure it it varies, but for the most of them, I didn't enjoy them. One internship I did that enjoy though, and I went back a few times and it was a travel company. I did enjoy my time there and I actually ended up working in quite a few different departments and I got to know the HR director really well. The lovely Susie, if she ever listens to this. And she said to me, I would be really good in HR or recruitment because I was a people person. And that just kind of stuck in my mind. I didn't do anything with it, but it was almost like a seed was planted. And this is why I always think, you know, you could say something to someone and it could be a throwaway comment. Side note, I've spoken to Susie since and she can't even remember saying that to me, but I'm like, you changed my life. But you could just say something to someone. It's a throwaway comment or notice something in someone, whether it's a strength of theirs or you can see something in them, which maybe they can't. And that could plant the seed, which helps them develop in some way. So if you see one of these things, maybe it is a strength or potential in someone, or you can just see, ah, I think they'd be really good for that. Say it, say it to them. I really encourage you. So the seed was planted, but I didn't really do anything about it. And finished uni, I went traveling for a bit and then I moved to Australia. So I lived in Melbourne for a couple of years. A little fact about me is I actually have dual citizenship. So my mum grew up in Australia, so I have English and Australian citizenship. And moving to Australia was a bit of a, just something on a whim. Just by chance, two of my friends at uni also have dual citizenship. So after a few bottles of wine, we thought, why not? Let's move. So moved to Australia. And again, I get there and I'm like, right, now what? What am I going to do with my life? I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I was just like, I just need to get a job. I need to get money. I've been traveling. And the first job I got was at Flight Center. I was only there for about four months. And I just, again, I just knew it wasn't right. And I, you'll probably see a bit of a theme appearing is when I, when I'm not happy or I don't feel like something's right for me, I'm just like, no, I'm not, I don't want to do it. And, you know, I know I've been in a privileged position to quit jobs without another job. And I definitely recognize that's not available for everyone, but I was there for probably about four months. And I think for me, I just realized that, I loved building relationships with people, but selling, just selling wasn't necessarily the thing that I wanted to spend my time doing. So quit that job. I went on holiday. I thought, I just don't want to think about it a bit. 
got back to Melbourne and it was like, here I am again. So at this point I was about 23 and it felt like it had been going on for ages. It felt like I'd spent so many years not knowing what I wanted to do. But now in hindsight, it wasn't actually that long of my life, but it just felt like this huge cloud on me, this huge weight on my shoulders that I just had no idea what I was doing. And I suddenly remembered what Susie had said to me. So I thought, right, that's it. I've got to try and get into a career that I think I might want to be in rather than random job here and random job there. So I applied to so many jobs. I would just sit and apply to as many jobs as I could. And every job said, you need to have experience. And I just thought, but I I need to get my foot in the door first. Let me just keep on applying and keep on applying. Looking back at that time now, it was definitely a difficult time. I just felt so disheartened. And in the end, I thought, this is just getting ridiculous. I've got to get some sort of experience. Maybe I can try and do an internship somewhere. So I researched recruitment agencies in Melbourne and I came across a boutique fashion recruitment agency. It was quite small, um, office in Sydney and office in Melbourne. And I emailed them and I just said, I would love, I can't even remember, I should probably track down the email, but I basically said I would love to do an internship. And they said, yes. And it was honestly like all my Christmases had come at once. And I started there. And after the first week, they said they wanted to keep me on as an admin. And I was just like, all my wishes have just come true. So I stayed on there. And then after about five months, I got a promotion and I was able to do more recruitment. So I was meeting with clients. I was meeting with candidates, recruiting for amazing fashion brands. And I really loved it. And I learned so much in that role. I, my confidence grew. I had to be on the phone calling people all the time, calling candidates. And I really developed as a person and professionally so much. And I'm so grateful for that role. In that role, I really realized how much I love chatting to people and how much I love building relationships with people and supporting people. And I tell you what, right, I was always, I was the person who would never push people into a job. For me, someone's life was so much more important than money. So there was this one situation where the candidate was saying to me, I'm really not sure about the job, Alyssa, I don't know if it's right for me. And I just said, if it doesn't feel right, don't go for it. Look, let's, you know, these are some of the reasons why it could be good. This is some of the reasons why I understand you might not want to go for it. And it is up to you. I can't tell you what's going to be right or wrong for you. You know, I can talk it through with you, but that decision is with you and choose whatever feels right for you. Because in my mind, I was thinking, their life is so much more important than me getting a bonus. Anyway, my manager was in the background being like, no, 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 Alyssa. And I got off that call and my manager was like, we're here to put people in jobs. And I remember I just said, there is no point in me. Well, first of all, you know, I'm not putting her into a job that she doesn't want. Her life is more important than me getting a bit of extra money. And what is the point in someone doing something that they don't want to do? Because they're going to end up leaving anyway, and then we've got to replace them. Anyway, I think she was a bit like, recruitment probably isn't going to be for you long term. But I really stood my ground there because I just thought, I don't want to force 
anyone into doing something they don't want to do. But overall, I absolutely loved it. I learned so much, as I said. Then the time came where I decided I wanted to move back to London. And I had the most incredible time in Australia. I really didn't know how long I was going to end up staying there. I ended up staying for two years. It was an amazing time where I grew as a person because I'd grown up in London, you know, I have an amazing group of friends, but we were just a group of, of friends and we would do lots of things together and we would all go to this party and we'd all go here. And being in Australia and not really knowing anyone gave me the freedom to figure out more who am I as a person? What do I want in life? What don't I like in life? Be a little bit selfish, like in a really good way. And I remember my mum always said to me, sometimes in life, it's good to be a little bit selfish, Alyssa. And I and I really stand by that. I know, I know you might be listening to this thinking selfish isn't a good thing, but I see it as just sometimes protecting my boundaries and what I do and don't want to do. So it allowed me to really tune into who am I as a person and what do I like in life? What don't I like? And then I decided I wanted to move back to London. I was so excited to come home and I, again, needed to find a job scrolled on LinkedIn and I saw that a girl who used to work at the recruitment agency in the Sydney office in Australia was recruiting for a talent coordinator at Matches Fashion and I thought this is perfect for me love fashion this sounds like my ideal role I really wanted to go in-house so work within a business doing recruitment rather than agency because I thought it would be more relationship building rather than sales So I did all my interviews over Zoom before kind of that was the norm and got offered the role and moved back in July 2017. Started a week later, it was all going really great. And then one month in, my manager quit. And I remember just being in the meeting with her when she told me and I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I don't know why it felt like such a shock because I did know other people, but I think I just we got on so well. And because she'd supported me throughout the recruitment process, I was a bit like, I'm on my own. Um, But it ended up being a great opportunity for me because I was promoted to a talent resourcer. And again, I learned so much in that role. I was recruiting for entire departments. I had so much responsibility. And my favorite thing is I got to manage the internship program, which I loved. I became a bit of their mum and I loved supporting them. Again, in that role, I can look back now and I feel so positively towards it because I know I learned so much and it has helped me become who I am today. But there were definitely challenging points. It was very busy. There was a lot of expectations in terms of what I had to deliver. But although it was incredibly hard sometimes, I am so grateful for it now. I really am so incredibly grateful for it now. And there were people I met in that business who have had such a positive influence on my career and have inspired me, become friends. So I'm very grateful for that position. But after about a, I think it was about a year or so, I kind of got the feeling again that I, I just wasn't living my purpose. I didn't feel fulfilled I felt close to burnout now looking back. I think that's that was partly it. And I I sort of got to the point where I was like, recruitment isn't it for me. I don't like 
hiring people and not seeing their development. I want to help people with their development. So at that point, I started to identify that development was something I'm really, really interested in. Anytime I could get involved in learning and development projects, I would be first there with my hand up. But I almost didn't want to do the recruitment side. I just wanted to do the development side. So I knew it was time for me to leave and I just needed the headspace to figure it out. So I quit another job without another job. And again, I know I was in a privileged position to do this and it's not available for everyone. And I just needed the headspace because it was so full on. And, you know, I got back from Australia. I'd started a week later. It hadn't really, you know, just been kind of go, go, go since then. I hadn't given myself a break just to step back and like reevaluate my life and see where I'm at and where I want to go. So I spent the next couple of months trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And it was tough. Again, I found myself in this position of just having no idea. I knew I really liked development. I knew I loved the internship program. I started to really kind of feel a pull towards having my own business. It had been an underlying feeling for many years, but at this point, so this was in end of 2018, I felt a huge pull towards having my own business. And I knew, I just started to have this feeling that that is where I will end up. I will have my own business. So I came up with a million and one ideas and I was always like, right, okay, what do you think about this idea? Right, what do you think about this idea? None of them stuck because I don't think I really had any of the like passion and drive behind business ideas. Although I still stand by some of the ideas and who knows, I may I may bring them out in the future. I really can't remember when this popped into my head, but one day I suddenly thought maybe it is marketing. You know, I studied marketing. There was obviously something pulling me towards it. And I've never properly given it a go. Maybe that's what I really need to do and what I'm going to enjoy in my life. So once I'd made that decision, it was go, go, go to applying to every marketing role that I thought would basically take me. And again, you know, lots of places required experience. But at this point, I'd you know, I'd grown so much in terms of my confidence where I was like, I can do it. You know, I believe in myself. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to show that I can do this, even though I don't have maybe years of marketing experience. So I ended up being offered a position at a an agency. It was a three-month paid internship with the opportunity to go permanent. And the agency worked with some different businesses, brands, and worked with some charities too, which I really loved because I thought, great, I'll be able to feel like I'm helping people because I'm working with charities and also I'll be working in marketing. So this is like win-win. Everything's amazing. So my first day was in January, 2019 and went to my first day. I came home and I just cried. I still remember sitting on my, there's, we've got like a bench in my kitchen at my family home And I remember sitting there just crying to my mum and saying, this isn't right. I just know this is not right. This is not where I'm meant to be. And for various factors, I think the type of environment wasn't right for me. The, The work wasn't right for me. And it really was a turning point because in terms of a career low point, it was a career low point because I felt like, 
I'd changed my whole career. I'd put all this time and effort and I was like, right, I'm becoming a marketing girl after, you know, after being HR, now I'm becoming this marketing girl. I've changed my whole career and it's not right. And I felt so deflated. I felt so confused. I felt so lost. And I just thought, I can't keep going on like this. I can't keep jumping from thing to thing, quitting job and quitting job. I've got to actually sit down and figure this out. I'm I'm fed up. I'm over it. So I really sat down. And I said, what is missing? And the thing that came to me was I need to help people. That That is my purpose in life. I need to be helping people. Yes, you know, recruitment wasn't it, but a recruitment felt more aligned because I did feel like I was helping people. Marketing, although I'm working with charities, I don't feel connected to actually helping people. And this is no disrespect to anyone who works in marketing because everyone is different. And for some people, they will feel that from marketing. And that is amazing. And ultimately, you should do whatever you feel you know you love and you enjoy and what kind of fulfills you. So don't worry about what I'm doing. But in terms of my journey, I just, you know, it suddenly came to me where I was like, I have to be helping people. And I can't quite remember now. I will say I don't have the best memory, but I'd had this idea in my head about coaching and I really viewed it as, okay, it's a career you do later in life. So maybe post kids, you know, I'll become a coach. And I was at the pub with a friend chatting about what the hell I was doing in my life and how did, how did I end up here again? And I just mentioned to her, I would love to do something like coaching. And she said to me, oh, I know someone who's a coach. She's got an amazing, successful coaching business and she's the year younger than you. And I just suddenly thought, if she's doing it, why can't I? If it's possible for her, couldn't it be possible for me? What is really stopping me? I can't get in my way now. So I was straight on to Google that night found a free coaching weekend. I got in touch with this girl and set up a call with her. And I remember I spoke to her and she told me about why she loved coaching. And it was, it felt like what I would say. And I was just like, I have to do this. I went to that free coaching weekend and I came home from that free coaching weekend. And I sat again, I sat down with my mum on the sofa and I said, mum, I know this might sound crazy. I know this might sound silly. And I know I've just, I know I've just changed into marketing role, but I want to become a coach and I want to have my own business and I'm going to set it up where I have clients, you know, working with me and I'm going to market myself and I'm, I'm going to do all of this. And I want to start a coaching diploma and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to figure it all out. And I don't quite know how right now, but I will. And she was just like, amazing. If this is what you want to do, do it. So that was it then. I was just off. I got in touch with Animas who do a transformational coaching diploma. And they had, so this was in the February, this was in mid-Feb, I'm pretty sure. And they said they had a couple of spots on their coaching diploma starting the first weekend in March. And if you started that weekend because it was so close coming up, then you had like, I think 500 quid off or something. And I was like, yeah, I'm in. So I signed up for that. I just felt so excited. 
I felt so excited to be learning something that I actually liked to learn. For years, I never loved education. I was always a bit sort of jealous of those people who just loved to learn. And I just, I didn't. And, you know, I will say some classes I did enjoy, but I never had strong love for learning and I wanted to have it. And as soon as I started my coaching diploma, I was like, ah, oh, this is it. I've got it. I've actually got it. It was so exciting. And started my coaching diploma, work, still working in that marketing role. And that marketing role was, was tough, right? It wasn't, it just wasn't the right um, thing for me. And I really wanted to quit, but I was like, I, I can't quit another job without another job. You know, what am I going to do? And I was like, I'll, I'll stay till the end of the three months. I mean, probably in hindsight, I should have just left and had another job. But I was like, I've said I'll be here for three months. Let me just stay for three months. Coming to the end of that, they were like, do you want to stay? And I was like, I'm not sure. And they were like, why don't we extend it? And you can see, again, I should have just left. But oh, well, I made what, what the right decision for me at the time was. But it got to the point where one day I was just like, I can't do this. Yeah, I ended up just bursting into tears and quitting. So that was that. I just then quit, I think, my third job without another job. I was like, right, I need to get back into a career. And I just want to make a little side note on that because obviously I've just said, oh, I should have I should have probably just quit when I knew I wanted to quit. And I say that now, but I really don't feel any regret about what I did in my the past and what choices I made because I really stand strong in the belief that if I thought I should have quit then, I would have, right? When you think you should do something, you generally do it. But at the time, I thought I should stay. So I stayed. But it's only now, as time has gone on, as I've learned other things and grown as a person and experienced other stuff, now who I am now, I can sit here and say, okay, Maybe that's what else I could have chosen to do. But at that point, I chose and did what felt the best for me. So I have zero regret about that. And if you are looking back at any point in your journey, please know you did the best thing for you at the time. Now you may look back and think, oh, okay, I could have done this instead. Learn from that so you can take that into the future rather than wasting your time on what you should or shouldn't have done and regretting things. So yeah, I'd quit another job and I knew that I wanted to do coaching. So I, I finally had some clarity around an end goal, but I, I wasn't at the place where I was just like, oh, I'm going to launch into having my own business. I knew I, that wasn't the right time for me to do that. So I reached out to the lovely and very incredible Heidi, who was my previous HR director. And I just said, can can you give me a little bit of advice? I'm just a bit lost again. And so we met for coffee. And again, I'm so grateful for these people who've helped me along the way. And I was just like, I don't know what to do. She said, you love the internship program at Matches. So why don't you think about getting into grad recruitment? Because then, you know, you're doing a bit of HR, you're doing a bit of development, and it also will use your experience in recruitment and you get to do it for grads. Left that coffee and I was like, right, this is what I'm doing now. So again, started to apply for any job that I could find and would come back again and again with the thing of you need experience, you need experience. So I ended up going to a recruitment agency because I thought 
hopefully they can put me forward and really sell me and say, look, she's going to be good, even if she doesn't have experience. And they ended up putting me forward for a six month contract, which was doing normal recruitment and graduate recruitment at a law firm. And to be honest, I so wasn't sure about working at a law firm. I didn't think it was very me, to be completely honest. But I spoke to my then boyfriend, now husband, and he said, I think it'll be good for you. So I thought, well, why not? I will get in there. I will do six months and I will learn every single thing I can about graduate recruitment. I am going to soak up every single thing like a sponge. I'm going to ask all the questions. I'm going to get involved in every single thing. So I leave after that six months with all the experience. So then I can go and sell myself into a purely graduate recruitment role. So that was my frame of mind. I was like, I'm getting in there on a mission. Went in for a six-month contract. That ended up turning into a permanent role. And then it ended up turning into me stepping into my manager's role while she was on maternity leave. And I ended up being there for three and a half years. And wow, did that time fly by. It was my longest job And I know I'm probably sounding like a broken record here, but I learned so much and my confidence grew and grew and grew. And I don't think I'd be the coach I am today if I hadn't have had those different experiences, which allowed my confidence to grow. I look back to who I was at uni and to be honest, I didn't even want to do like group presentations. And now I did a speech at my wedding and it was one of my favorite things about the day. I loved it. I'm a a different person. I really am. Of course, I don't want to sugarcoat it. Of course, along, you know, in those various jobs, I had difficult days. Honestly, if my family had a pound for the every time I said I was going to quit a job, they would probably have a lot of money right now because the amount of times I would have bad days, things would happen, it would be tough, it would be challenging. But now I sit on the other side and I'm like, those difficult moments really helped me grow. And I feel proud of myself. I feel proud of myself that even though there were so many times I wanted to quit, I didn't. I stayed and I got through it. So yeah, little proud moment for me. But what ended up happening was been there for for about three years at at this point and it was coming up to the Christmas of 2021 and I'd just been growing my coaching business alongside which I'll I'll skip to that bit in a moment and I just got this feeling again that I need to go out alone I need to take the leap and focus on myself and my business because there's never going to be the perfect time there's always going to be a reason not to do it but in 10, 20, 30, 50, however many years, do I want to sit back and say I gave it a go? Or do I want to feel like time just passed me by because I was always waiting for the perfect time? You know, and I will say I am the type of person who takes leaps of faith. It probably shows it from all the jobs I've quit and just had this, you know, maybe I didn't always have the belief and confidence in myself fully, but I had this underlying feeling and belief that everything will work out. Everything will work out. And sometimes there was only a glimmer of that. Like I only would believe that 1%, but that 1% was still there. And so January, 2022 handed in my notice and I left 
yeah, 1st of April, 2022. And I've been working for myself ever since, which has been a whole nother journey in itself. But in terms of my business, because I love what I do so much, I loved doing it in my evenings. I loved doing it in my mornings. I loved doing it on the weekend. I found my balance. And for me, what worked for me was I would have one day of the weekend where I would do some sort of coaching work and one day where I would not do anything. And yeah, because I loved it, I didn't mind doing it. I wanted to do it. I was so motivated to do it. And I just kept taking the steps forward. But even on building my coaching business, there's been moments of self-doubt and moments of uncertainty and comparison. And a few things that really helped me were remembering why I'm doing this, right? Because my purpose in life is to help people. I know that. I know that is my purpose in life. And I know that I'm here to have my own business. I just have this inner sense that having my own business is the best career for me. And I will say, I allow myself the possibility that might change, right? And sometimes I do think, oh, it would be lovely to do a part-time job with a team. And if that opportunity came up, I might jump at it. But I, I know that having my own business is the right thing for me too. So I've always connected to that and just remembered, why am I doing this? Working on my beliefs is being hands down one of the best things that I've ever done. And I will never stop shouting about it to other people. And I will never stop going on about it because our beliefs impact every single thing we do. And if we can harness the power of our beliefs, life becomes so much easier. When you think you can't do it, it's going to feel so much more difficult. When you think you can do it, when you have the belief in yourself that it's going to be possible for you, it's so much easier. It's like, are you swimming with the current or are you swimming against the current? When your mindset is so strong and your beliefs are in line with the life that you're trying to create, you are swimming with the current and it feels easy. Of course, there might be little things along the way, but it feels easier. When your beliefs are completely against what you want to achieve and your mindset is working completely against you, you are constantly swimming against this current. It feels like a constant struggle. And I'm all about how do we make it easier for ourselves? We're all just living life, right? But why wouldn't we want to make it easier? Why wouldn't we want to make it more enjoyable? If we can make things easier and more enjoyable, then life just gets better. Like it really, really does. Okay. So that is my journey. There have been so many incredible things along the way. And I think it's so easy to forget that often we are doing things that at one point we didn't think were possible. And so I really encourage you to take a moment and just think, is there anything I'm doing now that at one point I doubted I could do? I hope me sharing my journey and the rest of the guests sharing their journey helps you to feel less alone, helps you to realize that there are ups and downs and you can take points from the different conversations and go, oh yeah, that's a little tip I want to use, or that's a little insight and or a 
or a mindset reframe or a different perspective that can help me on my way. If I have helped you at all on your journey, then I will feel so incredibly happy because that's me living my purpose. So thank you. I want to end this episode before I kind of go off on talking about my business and loads of other things that I'm sure I can be talking about too with the question that I ask all my guests, which is if someone is feeling stuck right now, they're feeling lost, confused, they have no idea what they're doing with their life, what three pieces of advice would you give them? Okay, so number one, stop telling yourself you're lost, you're confused, you're stuck, you don't know what you're doing with your life. Because the more you tell yourself that, the more it's going to become your reality. So instead, I want you to start telling yourself something along the lines of every day I'm getting more clarity around what I want to spend my life doing. Start telling that to yourself every single day because the more you start to tell yourself that, the more that your brain starts to believe that. And then all of a sudden it wants to prove that new belief right. So what's it going to do? It's going to start looking for all the ways to prove it right and all the opportunities to say, oh, that was really helpful. Oh, things are getting clearer. Oh, what about that? Things are getting clearer. I want things to start getting clearer for you. Number two is know that there is no right or wrong. I think what sometimes, you know, held me back in my journey is this pressure of I've got to make the right decision and what really helped me was the shift of there's no right decision there's no wrong decision you are only going to make what feels like the right decision for you you're never going to actively go oh do you know what I think that's really going to be the wrong decision for me let me choose that one No, you're going to say, what feels right for me? Let me choose that. Sometimes it transpires that that doesn't feel right and that's okay, right? Then you just choose something else until you you get to a point where things do feel right. So you will always make the right decision for you at the time. Things may change, that's okay. There is no right or wrong. And I know I'm contradicting myself here, but you're always going to make the right decision for yourself at the time. And instead of having this pressure of one decision is right and one decision is wrong, both are just opportunities to learn. Both are opportunities to learn. You know, if I'm going back to my going into the marketing role, if I'd have gone what's right or wrong, you know, if we were really looking at it, it was the wrong decision. Marketing wasn't right for me at all. But actually, it was the best wrong decision I ever made because it was in that job, that career rock bottom that allowed me to get so much clarity around what do I want to do. So don't be afraid of sometimes the quote unquote wrong choice, the wrong step. Number three, start exploring some things which may be what you want to do in your life. So this could be, you know, having a conversation with someone. This could be following someone who does a job that you admire on on social media. This could be signing up to a course. This could be 
doing an open event or something, you know, actually start taking some action, right? Because it's very easy to get stuck into the frame of mind of what's the point. And when you're thinking, what's the point, then you don't end up taking any action. But actually, it's the taking action that can then help you progress things. Start to think, what are some things I could be interested in? And let me explore them. So I don't know, let's, you know, I'll just use my examples as examples, right? But for me, it was reaching out to the girl that was coach. It was going to a free coaching weekend. When I thought I wanted to get into learning development, I would speak to, I would reach out to anyone in learning and development and say, could I have a call with you just to find out more about day to day, what they were doing and seeing if there was stuff that I would be interested in. Talking to people, I think is um, such a key thing to do, but you really think about for yourself, where can you start taking some action? And it doesn't need to be everything. It doesn't need to be, you know, doesn't need to be huge things. Thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode and hearing about my journey. If you have any questions at all, please do send me a DM on Instagram and I will get back to you. I wanted to say again how grateful I am that you're listening to the podcast. It means the absolute world to me and I would really appreciate it if you could take the time to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. Please remember to screenshot your review and email it to me so I can send you a free visualisation track. A last little pep talk from me. I have so much faith in you. I know sometimes life can feel so uncertain It can feel like there's so many obstacles to climb. You have no idea what you're doing, but I know that you can find your purpose. I know that you can live your dreams. I know you can achieve so much more than you think is possible right now. I have so much faith in you. I believe in you. You can do this.